Welcome to an episode of 7 Million Bikes, a Saigon podcast. This is a podcast about the people who live in Saigon, why they're here, what they do, and give you some tips about living in this big, crazy, energetic city. So today with me is Kim. Yeah. Hi Kim, thank you for joining me today. So obviously uh, your English is very good. Thank you. Some people would say it's better than mine, which might be true. <laughs> When did you learn English? When did you start? Um, basically, I went to the UK in 2011 and I just came back to Vietnam in November, the end of November 2017. So quite, quite a long time in England. And I miss it. Oh no. But, but nobody well. misses English. <laughs> but I miss it because I'm, that is my student life there. And I have a lot of friends and learn a, a lot of things about the English culture. I think it's quite interesting. So, could you speak English before you went to England? I, I have to learn English before I, I go to. I went to England. But the thing is, when the first. I remember the first time I went to England. Nobody understand me. Nobody, and I, I even me, I, I don't understand what people talking about. <laughs> This sounds very similar. The first time I went to England, nobody could understand me, and I couldn't understand them either. So I don't even think it's a language barrier. <laughs> Because like I, I just realized like the um, struggling about the accent. Hmm. So you need to if like some. You people, were struggling with their accent, or they were struggling with. I yours? think both sides. <laughs> I struggling with with their accent basically because I just realized. When I live in Brighton, I think the accent more easier. But when I, I, I moved to Huddersfield to study the university there, wow, it's amazing shock. <laughs> Different accent. And Louis, my boyfriend, he's from Durham, and he's and he speaks a different of accent. And I met his granddad, and his granddad said something. Is I think like the first I said like this is not English. It's from Jody accent. So his grandfather's from from Newcastle. Yeah, from Newcastle. And that is quite a strong accent. It's almost similar to the Scottish accent. And the Glasgow. And the Glasgow accent. Mm. And could you what? Uh, can you give me an impersonation of your boyfriend's grandfather? <laughs> Why I champion? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. That's really good. And so, what did you study in uh, in England? The first time I I go, I'm staying in Brighton. I mm. study. In Bellaby College, but after that, I moved to Huddersfield to, to study advertising, BA advertising and marketing communication there. And well, that's the place I met Louise. Nice. And how did you meet your boyfriend then? So that's a bit different. So you're Vietnamese. Your boyfriend is from England. Yeah. Most people come to Vietnam to meet their Vietnamese partner, right? Yeah. You went to England to find your boyfriend. <laughs> no, I, I don't expect it. <laughs> well, it's, I think. Um, he basically my housemate. He was your housemate. Yes, I, I first time I came to Huddersfield and I just looking for the house, and I don't know, just I fall in love with the house, with the, the room, with the piano, and Louis is is the owner of that piano, and I don't know when we will like start to fall in love, and yeah. Oh, and how did you uh, how did you woo him? Was it with your Vietnamese cooking? I <laughs> are you a good cook? Maybe <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not like 100 sure like I'm a good cooker, but 80 I think I'm I'm good at cooking. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And uh, are you like a 
I, I hear that in Vietnam, there's lots of uh, Vietnamese women like to feed their partners. Are you <laughs> one of these people? Are you yes. a feeder? I feed my boyfriend a lot. That's why he's a little bit chubby now. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know that's like a, a kind of, um, how do you say it? Like a, a sexual perversion. Because some people like to feed their partners until they get really fat. Have yes. you seen this? Yes. <laughs> and then but like, he's not really fat. So he's not like morbidly obese. No, no. He's You've just not... a, little, a little bit chubby. Right, right. He needs to just need to do exercise more and like he will be fine. Or maybe you could stop feeding him so much. Well, he enjoyed my cooking. <laughs> he enjoyed my food. So you spent how many years in, in England? Six years. Six years in England. Mm. And so what made you come back to Vietnam in the end? Um, the reason I came back to Vietnam is because I think I will find a job easier more than I stay in England. With an international student like me, the opportunity to get a job in England is, is really, really rare. Even like quite a lot of British people, they, uh, they can't find a job here. So... Came back to Vietnam. It is a good choice from now, and I have no even I ha I have experience before like working at the events and international for the university for one year, but that's not enough to get a job in England. So come back to Vietnam, get more experience, and if if one day if I want to go back and find a job in England, maybe. Oh. Interesting because I think that might be a common theme for many um, expats and returning Vietnamese people because there's more opportunities here. And so I haven't lived in the UK for over 15 years. Since I left, uh, the Scottish had a referendum. There was a financial crisis in 2008. There's obviously now Brexit. And so to me, looking from overseas, it does seem like a lot of negativity and especially for young people. When you were there, what did you feel that negativity when you were there? Did you feel that there's less opportunity in, in the United Kingdom than what you thought there was or what there used to be? Well, like, like I said before, like for, for international people, I mean like for international students like me, it will be hard like, to get a job. I don't think it's in the UK now is to get a job for younger people is is so so rare so and with like you said about Brexit thing it's a little bit mess up <laughs> sorry if I say about that but I think well yes if like if you have a chance to go to a different country it's not a bad idea to go and like find a job and get try to get more experience as you can and if you wanted to come back to England again one day it's not too late. So you were in England for six years. Did you ever encounter any racism when you were there? Mm, not, not really. But I remember one time, uh, me and my friends went to Newcastle, and like when we get off of the train station, we um, when we walk on the street, and suddenly one guy just came up to me and said, "Like go back to your country." And I say, "Like wow." And he just keep talking, Chinese, Chinese people, just go back to your country. Why you come up here? And so we feel like, I feel a little bit like shock. I said like, I'm not Chinese. First, I'm not Chinese. And the second thing is, I can speak your language. And the third thing is, I, I, I do nothing wrong. Why? And I just keep, I just think like, maybe I ignore him and just walk away. That's all. 
there's always a DH, right? Well, it's good to hear that you didn't encounter it much, yeah. though. So, on the, the flip side, in terms of uh, funny stories, has it ever happened where um, someone said something in front of you, not knowing that you can actually understand English and you know what they're saying? Mm-hmm. Um, it's happened to me one time in Liverpool. Again, I, I, I'm quite like to travel around, so me and my friend traveled to Liverpool. And now uh, one of the guys, um, we went to the fish and chip shop and that guy asking us like something about, do you want chilies or ketchup? I, of course I understand what he say. And I said, chilies please. And he said like, sorry, sorry. Like I can't, sorry, I can't like talking like his accent, but he's, he's just keep asking me, sorry, sorry. And I said like chilies and he just talking with another staff member like, oh, she definitely Chinese. And I said, gosh, I speak English, man. I understand you. Why you can't understand me? Maybe my English accent is rubbish or something. So that's why he can't understand. I feel a little bit fed up a bit. <laughs> it must be frustrating when you, you're trying to speak English. Yes. And uh, people can't understand you. To be honest, as a Scotsman, I relate to that. Mm-hmm. Like, I actually do. When I first went to America, yeah. I'm speaking English. Yeah. And people literally couldn't understand what I was saying. Mm-hmm. Looking at me going, I, I don't know. I don't know what you're saying, man. I'm like, I don't, I don't know how else to say this word that I've said my whole life. So I've spoken this language my whole life. <laughs> and I went to another country and they still couldn't understand me. So yeah, I, I understand the frustration. Yeah. At least you can speak another language. So you, we are the same feeling. <laughs> so um, you came back to Vietnam after six years in the UK. Mm-hmm. Now I remember reading something uh, a few, couple of years ago when I first got here that there's almost like a... A backlash, maybe backlash is too strong a word, but it can, it can be very difficult for a Vietnamese person to come back to Vietnam after they've studied overseas. There's almost like a stereotype. I, I, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I read this in an article that um, people see you as that you think you're better than them because you've been overseas, mm-hmm. or they expect more from you, or they, they you get treated differently. Mm-hmm. Do you have you encountered that after spending six years in the UK? Honestly, the good things for when I got a degree from the UK, the good thing is I definitely sure that I can easy to find a job in Vietnam. But doesn't mean like my salary like will be higher more than like the the normal Vietnamese people. But the the way like the uh, investor people like look at me then. They want they want more normally the the international student when they get back to their country have to get more experiences and like maybe more maybe can like can speak good English and uh, the way people treated you I think it's not really bad but for with you encourage people like your your work staff member. They will look at you like, oh, she, she got a degree from England. She just only can speak English only. That's, that's the best opportunity from her. She not really have a, many experience. Some Maybe some people will be a little bit jealous, but some people will think like, wow, she okay, she good. But I think like if like you go from many workers, like place in, in, in Ho Chi Minh City, like to find finding a job or anything, like people always comparing you. Like you, you get a degree from England, and or like you get a degree from Vietnam, but doesn't matter. The way like you, you, um, you help people. The way like you are be friendly, or the way 
you can work and like more helpful, like to work, enjoy your work is it the more important to to people will think like oh because she got a degree from another country like England or US and like she better than anyone else. No, I don't think so. So there's lots of uh, young people in Vietnam that are looking to do what you did and study overseas. Mm-hmm. Um, what advice or what would you say to somebody right now, like a teenager who's mm-hmm. thinking like, I want to go and get my degree overseas? What would you say to them? I could probably say, if you have a chance and an opportunity to go to study abroad, the first thing you should do is try to learn more about culture my advice is just learn please learn more about the culture because example like me for six years in stay in England is it's not too long but it's not too short like to to have more experiences about like the lifestyle about uh, get the degrees yes it's important but also quite a lot of young Vietnamese people I'm, I'm not say on but like quite a lot of Vietnamese people they don't want to to study um, to learn about like the, the different culture or like try to speak probably English maybe their English is good for writing for listening but I can see like few quite a lot of people when they go back they when they speak English they're not confident and their accent maybe it's not good even me I'm not really good at accent but I mean like I'm confident to talk to people I understand people more so so I think like if like you have a chance to, to go to study abroad maybe try to speak English to the um, or hang out with like the international people not just only your you know like Vietnamese people and try to learn about more culture maybe it will be interesting for you so to summarize what we're talking about, so you would say that when you went, that a lot of people in Vietnam think that all you learned when you went to England was how to speak English. They don't recognize that you've got a degree from a good university. They don't recognize that you've got a better education. They just think that you, you can now speak English. Is that right? Yes. Yes. They, they just think like the, an opportunity she gets is maybe she can speak good English. And she she got the, the degree from England is like she lucky but some people maybe think it's jealousy some people they want like to study abroad but maybe about like their family can't afford for the money for them like to, to go to study you know you know like everywhere like you 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 go you will see like some people will jealous with you but some people they are, will be nice to you that doesn't matter like you who you are what you have but yeah that's that's life and so it's obviously very expensive to, to study overseas, mm-hmm. but then you mentioned earlier that when you come back, it helps you get a job, but mm-hmm. your, your salary is the same as someone who has a local degree, yeah. which obviously is a lot less expensive. So again, thinking about people who are weighing up the decision to go overseas and study and weighing up the expense, do you think, it is it worth the expense? Is it the experience right. of mm-hmm. it? Is it worth to spend that extra money if it means that when you come back, you're going to make the same salary as someone who's got a degree so let let me uh, let me say something like um, to you because like if like some student uh, when they go to study abroad and if they expect it like they came back to Vietnam and get a high salary more than people without the experience I could say forget about that because for the student who just got a degree from the university you just like a new person to go to the new industry without the experiences 
and like you expected so much because like, you got a degree from a uh, higher education like UK or the US so I think it's totally wrong you shouldn't expect that because nowadays Vietnam is more 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 and more like developed developed so that's why like the quite a lot of the investor they're looking for your experiences so if you get a job that I think that's a good opportunity for you so you have to work hard you have to work hard try to prove it like your your skills to the investor so when you you get that maybe one day your salary will be going going up just just don't expect it too much about like salary I don't think that is the, the good point first thing you need to learn is more to get more experiences and so what do you do for work now I was as a um, junior marketer for a um, music industry company that's cool yeah I never expected I will work in the music industry because my background totally I, I not know nothing about the music before so so it's quite the interesting job I had from now well basically from with my job from now I I manage the social media page of the artists on Facebook, Instagram, and also I do some organize some of the events for um, the artists to do the performance. Yeah, same kind of like that. That's awesome. And what what do you like most about your job? Mm, I quite like people uh, around in my company. They are really active and. Um, and I'm really surprised because like quite a lot of them speak really good English, and quite a lot. And my boss, everyone is from different country. Um, he's like British, Korea, and wow, there yeah, we are all like the. In- I feel like we are on like the international group of people. So I can improve more English. Also, like I can learn about the mark. What is the marketing? And like how is like you manage the social media page for the real artists? How can like you help them like to to more open more like uh, fans or something like that? Yeah. No, so this is a podcast about Saigon, mm-hmm. and so now I want to ask you some questions about living in Saigon. <laughs> we want to get your tips. We ask these questions every week, mm-hmm. and we want to know uh, what you want to share with our listeners. So first of all, I want to know. What's your favorite bar? And I normally ask, what's your favorite beer? But I don't. I know you don't really drink beer. Mm, not really. So we'll just go. What's your favorite bar and soft drink? <laughs> <laughs> First, Heart of Darkness. Second, uh, let's say Beer Craft, because they have chicken wings. <laughs> and what's your favorite daytime place to hang out in Saigon? Uh, for quite a lot of young people now like they always go to Phuc Long or uh, workshop the workshop is quite a nice place and really quiet place for people like who want to enjoy their coffee and work and what one thing would you change about Saigon? well honestly now I feel Saigon is to have a lot of many buildings just building up I feel like Saigon is it need to protect some more like old buildings and like to um, need to grow up more grow more about the trees because Saigon now you can see it's too hot and we need the fresh air and the traffic jam oh, that's a nightmare I hope they can sort it out that's a problem 
but don't know why. <laughs> don't know when. Don't know when it will be happen. And what is the most misunderstood thing about Saigon? I think this is about the culture, about like understand the Vietnamese culture a bit. Like example, um, when my boyfriend he 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 ill because he get cold, and I told I give it to him a, a cup of the hot water, and he said like what what the heck why you give me the hot water? I said like please give me a cold water with the ice. And I said like no 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 you shouldn't drink with cold water with ice. It will make it your worse. And he said, no, he's, you are crazy because it's too hot. I need to drink cold water. I said, like, no, no, you shouldn't. Because in Vietnam, if you are ill, you shouldn't drink the cold water. Or like, it's make it worse for your throat. So you should drink hot water. Try maybe a few days and you will see like it's better. But he tried to, he seemed like not to understand about that. I think a lot of people from a... Uh That's not, that are not from Vietnam would have difficulty understanding that as well. Yeah. <laughs> Now, what's your favorite place to get out of town? Because we know Saigon's crazy. Like you said, the traffic's crazy. It's hot. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people. So sometimes I think everyone in Saigon, especially expats, they just need to get out. Where would be your favorite place to get out of Saigon? I think if I have a time, if I have more time for relaxing, maybe two or three days, I definitely go, will go to Dalat. Because Dalat is the weather, the first thing the weather is really much cooler. It's not cold, it's not hot, it's around 20, 21, 22 degrees. So I think it's a good, good weather, a good temper. And um, have many places to visit it in, in Dalat. And I think it's, um, Vietnamese people, they, uh, we always said Dalat look like um, little berries. So I think it's a good place for recommend to people. What advice would you give to someone who's thinking of living in Saigon, Kim? Just enjoy your life because Saigon is not a expensive place to live if like you're with a foreigner, and um, you never get a more uh, you never get the experience like to live with a nightlife in here because uh, like you you know like in England every, every shop is set around like five five o'clock. But in, in Vietnam, uh, we, we normally close the shop around like 10, 10 p.m. And you can enjoy the food, hanging out in really cool night weather. I mean, in the evening, it's not in the, in the morning or afternoon. Yeah. So just enjoy it. Excellent. Thank you very much. Well, I would agree as well. I've, I've lived here for um, nearly three years. I've had my ups and downs. I've had times where I just couldn't wait to leave. I was literally counting down the days until I could get out of here. Uh, and then now kind of gone full circle where I, I just love living here and uh, everything that it has to offer. And you kind of start to love what it has rather than hate what it hasn't. And uh, I think that's good advice. Just enjoy, enjoy it while we can and enjoy the lifestyle here. It's, it's pretty good advice. Thanks for listening to another episode of 7 Million Bikes, a Saigon podcast. Thank you very much to Lewis Wright for composing our theme tune and helping with editing. And thank you very much to Lynn Nguyen for helping with the cover art design that you see on our Facebook page and our website. If you do want to leave us a review, go to Facebook, look for 7 Million Bikes, a Saigon podcast, or you can check us out online at www.7millionbikes.com. I hope you're enjoying listening to the podcast. 
If you have any suggestions of people in Saigon who you'd like to hear from, like to be interviewed, then just drop me an email at 7millionbikes at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. I hope you're enjoying the show. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you're like me, you may use your laptop at places where you have to use public Wi-Fi. This opens you up to digital snoopers. It's a massive problem. It can be your internet service provider, or you-know-who, looking at what you do online, or a cyber criminal trying to steal your bank passwords or credit card info, or even a hacker at the next table trying to steal your sensitive data. These days, it is vital that you keep your data safe. NordVPN keeps all of these snoopers away. It makes your internet activity private, protects you from accessing dangerous websites that are fishing for your data, and lets you enjoy your favorite content securely, even while away from home. And it's easy to use, even I could use it. I've actually been using NordVPN for years now here in Vietnam, and I'm excited to be an affiliate partner with them. I've used NordVPN to watch Netflix, BBC, Disney Plus with ease, and I also know that my information and data are safe from prying eyes, whoever they may be. Join now and you'll get 68% off and three months free when you go to my link, nordvpn.com forward slash SMB. Just again, for those hard of hearing, nordvpn.com forward slash SMB. The link is also in the show notes. I know nobody checks them out, but go check that out and you can get the link from wherever you are listening to this podcast. As an affiliate partner, it also means that I will get a small commission when you sign up, but at no extra cost to you. So not only will you be getting a great deal through 7 Million Bikes, you get a great VPN and you'll be supporting 7 Million Bikes podcast. Stay safe online and enjoy the shows you love. Any questions, just let me know. You know how to get in touch with me. And thanks for listening to this show. Cheers.